In this shortcast, Ashley Herzog returns to discuss 3-methylglutaconyl-CoA hydratase deficiency when ascertainment bias confounds a biochemical diagnosis, published in September 2022. 3-methylglutaconyl-CoA hydratase deficiency, or MGA1, is a defect in leucine catabolism, which causes the accumulation of urinary 3-methylglutaconate with or without 3-hydroxyisovalerate and 3-methylglutarate. There is some controversy surrounding the clinical significance associated with the biochemical phenotype. Given this is an ultra-rare condition with less than 30 published cases, ascertainment bias may have contributed to some of the reported clinical features. We contacted our colleagues around Australia and gathered the collective national experience with this condition. Epidemiological data, clinical information, diagnostic biochemistry, and molecular results were compiled by retrospective chart review. Urine organic acids and plasma acylcarnitines were analyzed using established local protocols, and patients either had enzymatic or molecular confirmation of MGA1. And we also included two patients with 3-methylglutaconic aciduria, who are siblings of confirmed patients with MGA1. MGA1 has generally been ascertained as an incidental finding following a positive C5OH on newborn screening, which is a biomarker screened to primarily identify other conditions, such as HMG-CoA lyase deficiency. This was the case for more than half of our cohort. Importantly, three patients diagnosed on newborn screening received no treatment and are now asymptomatic adults. Two of our patients with MGA1 were noted to have autism spectrum disorder. However, they have a sibling who does not have MGA1 who also has autism. This highlights that some of the perceived causality in historical cases, especially those with mild phenotypes, may be due to ascertainment bias. Only one patient in our Australian cohort, patient 5, receives treatment of dietary leucine restriction and carnitine supplementation. We note in the publication by Wartman and colleagues that some patients with late-onset leukoencephalopathy have molecularly confirmed MGA1. Three of our patients diagnosed on newborn screening are now adults and, despite not being treated, have remained asymptomatic. However, our patients are much younger than those reported in the literature with leukoencephalopathy. One patient from our case series is now an adult who has been treated and developed leukoencephalopathy. However, the combination of a highly consanguineous lineage and psychosocial factors may provide an alternate explanation for her neurological outcome. So, what are the hypotheses in the literature to explain neurological decline in MGA1? There is speculation that 3-hydroxyisovalerate, or 3-HEVA, is the toxic compound. And Gelke and colleagues proposed this mechanism, citing evidence of a raised CSF to plasma 3-HEVA ratio in an adult patient with MGA1 and progressive leukoencephalopathy. This is also seen in other conditions affecting leucine degradation, where neurological abnormalities occur, such as biotinidase deficiency. Additionally, another disorder with raised 3-HEVA, 3-methyl-CoA carboxylase deficiency, does not result in neurological or developmental abnormalities in at least 57% of patients. 3-HEVA is also excreted in isovaleric acidemia and HMG-CoA lyase deficiency, neither of which have the same reported phenotype as MGA1. This suggests that other mechanisms must be involved in patients with MGA1 who do have MRI lesions. Overall, based on our cohort and the available literature, we suggest that MGA1 represents a biochemical phenotype with an absence of a childhood clinical phenotype. The burdens of sustained treatment, particularly with intensive dietary leucine restriction and asymptomatic individuals may be of little benefit and likely result in poor compliance. Longer-term follow-ups of patients detected via newborn screening or biochemical screening of large cohorts of asymptomatic adult individuals will be required to conclusively prove or disprove the association with adult-onset leukoencephalopathy. 
If you'd like to read our paper, please visit the JIMD Reports webpage or click on the link in the podcast description. Thank you for listening.